Welcome to Just Dads Reading Books, a podcast about judging your kids for what they read. This is produced by Matt Martins and EJ Sanders. Music by Russian Baths. We're back. Here's another one. Just back at it again. (laughs) Another one. That's right. It is another one. Uh, We are here for a very different episode to last week's. Last week's was We Read Guards, Guards. It was kind of a longer book. A lot to Mm -hmm. talk about. This week, it's Cowboy and Octopus by John Sheska, which took all of three minutes to read. It's properly a children's book book we did it everyone we, did it. we, we, we are it. doing a children's book podcast we've really made it's what's on the tin is what's inside the tin uh we're here <laughs> to talk about this book that is it hey ej first question yeah. uh-huh. is, is this even a book uh yeah hard to say hard to say <laughs> Um, that's a really good question. I'm glad you let off with this question. Uh-huh. It is a pamphlet, um, but it is <laughs> it is good. It's really good. It's uh, yeah. it's very good. So I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, one. John Sheska is uh, I think most famous for another book uh, called The Stinky mm-hmm. Cheese Man and other Absolutely. fairy tales. Uh, and it was another fairly stupid tales, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I know at least a lot of people my age and our age grew up knowing Stinky Cheese Man, because uh, that book is hilarious and ridiculous, and uh, there's there's some other stuff that John has written similar in that vibe. Uh, the True yeah. Story of the Three Little Pigs is another very popular one. Uh, I have fond memories of uh, his book, oh, what is it called? The Toad one. Uh, anyways, not, 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 not going to waste time <laughs> looking it up right now, but uh, mm. just a very, very funny person is John Sheska, and writes very, very funny books that are just there to be funny i i would say contrary to anything else we've read so far there's not like a a an undercurrent of like but we're learning so i you're not learning things from a john sheska book you are there to be entertained yeah uh, for the most part what's funny that's funny that you say that because i would say cowboy and octopus yeah is actually of his books right the leans one is harder leans harder into the learning yeah. like there's actually some learning to be done here and we'll, yeah. we'll get into some of that here in a bit but yeah Sheska, yeah it's mostly just like silly books are meant to be fun right, right. an introduction to books should be like it should be like this it should right. be a true story well, of three little pigs i mean stinky cheese man was one of my favorite right. books oh, as same. a little kid like every time you go to the as school a little library. kid as an adult as an <laughs> adult it's one of my favorite books are you kidding <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so Cowboy and Octopus is essentially art-wise by Lane Smith. Art is uh, made to look like a bunch of paper craft things, as if mm-hmm. we just had. Like, like if we collage. were a child, I have a little paper cutout of my cowboy, and I have my mm-hmm. little paper cutout of an octopus. You could almost imagine that either Lane Smith or John Cheska had a child that had these two things as toys of some kind, and was like, oh, this is Cowboy and this is Octopus. They're best friends. And just what tell else them the do you story. need to know? Right. And that's it. They're best friends. Shut up. We're children. They're best right. friends. Cowboy and octopus love each other. That's how we play these games when we're the, this young. 
Uh, yeah, John, John Sheska did not write this book. The, yeah. the child that had these paper <laughs> right. clippings wrote the book, and John Sheska put it to the page. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it is set up as a series of, I guess, vignettes. There's no mm-hmm. overarching... It, it, amongst the, I don't know, 20 pages, there are like six or seven separate quote-unquote stories i'll give you an example my absolute favorite one of all of them is two pages long Mm -hmm. and it is uh it's called uh like a nice day or something like that a great day an octopus is sitting in a window and he says oh cowboy isn't it such a wonderful day and then you turn the page and cowboy says no it ain't (laughs) and that's it end of story (laughs) don't like this day octopus actually (laughs) Not a big fan of this one. Um, yeah, it's a lot of that. There's a lot of subversion going on kind of with uh, your expectation. And, you know, with John Cheska books in general, and I, I'm excited because I think this is going to set up a, a, an episode where we just knock out like five Cheska books. Yeah, right. We should have like, done that for this one. We didn't realize it on the front end, but we right. scheduled this recording, read this book, and uh, decided to, to move forward with it anyway. So who knows? This, mm-hmm. could, this episode could be on the shorter side because the book is on the shorter side. Yeah, no, and I actually don't anticipate it being that. Uh, Cowboy and Octopus, too, is one of the later books, picture books that Sheska wrote. He wrote picture books from 89 to 2009 for a 20-year period. Wow. Um, And this one came out in 2007, so it's one of the later ones that he wrote. It has a very, um, if you remember the poem that used to be on the wall, like in your high school, it uh, it has a very, like, everything I learned, I learned in kindergarten vibe Uh to it, Uh only about friendship, right? (laughs) Um, like I love in this book and this is 2007, like this is kind of around a time where we're starting to transition into this, like these conversations about how friendship should be right. Right. It didn't, didn't really feel like growing up. We had these, these kind of difficult conversations, but cowboy and octopus brings up a lot of great points, which is that friendship doesn't have to be agreement all the time. And, and I think that's a lot of what this book does. Like there's a couple of times in the book where cowboy, um, you know, feeds octopus beans and octopus yeah. just eats the beans. And yeah. it's like, I don't really like these. And uh, what's in Cowboys like, well, you're going to love dessert then. And yeah. it's more beans, you know, <laughs> I, there's a lot of, there's also like a point whenever uh cowboy says to octopus, I don't like your hat. And yeah. octopus is like, I said a nice thing to you. And right. Cowboy's like, yeah, but I'm being honest with you. Yeah. And that's also <laughs> friendship. Right. Like it's all also friendship things, to just be honest with right. you. They all fall of, under the same banner. Basically it is, it right. is a book about friendship and how to be friends with people who sometimes are similar to you and sometimes are different than you and, and right. how to deal with both types of situations. But it is under the veneer of a really goofy, stupid thing that uh, in my mind, I, I, I sat down and I read this one with uh, my kid and she's not quite at an age yet where she like is really paying attention to books. Um, she mostly is looking at the art, shouting out the thing that it is, you know, hat, hat. She just hat, does that. Yeah. She just points it and says hat and then wants to turn the pages as fast as possible. But I will note something that's been developing recently that I think this book is uh, in line with and that I want more books like this is. Of course, almost every single story in this book is just a dialogue between cowboy and octopus. There's very little storytelling happening. There's very little stage direction. There's nothing being described to you. It's just the two characters talking to each other, which, of course, for someone like me means I, it's time to put on stupid voices and be very foolish. Uh, and I love books that let me get to do that with my daughter. And right. she has clicked into this thing where 
she is starting to do voices. She'll take two things. She'll take two characters, mm-hmm. two dolls, and she will. She's she's two and a half, not even, not even quite two and a half. But she's taking two dolls and going. And it's it is all of the joy I can muster. It just seeps out of my body when she does this, and that's all that Cowboy and Octopus is. Is yeah, is cow- Cowboy or uh, uh, Octopus gets a very fine. Octopus is a bit stubborn. He's a he's mm-hmm. a bit uh, dry. And then you got Cowboy. Cowboy's just kind of yeah. like whatever. He's just gonna do what he does. He's Cowboy. <laughs> Were those the voices you used? That's exactly the voices I used. <laughs> That's awesome. I unfortunately didn't have a chance to read this one to my child, but uh, yeah, it does have that very uh, humorous interpretation sort of feel to it where Mm -hmm. it's just like, I want more books where it's just like, I can read dialogue to my kid in a goofy way. And um, that's exactly what this whole vibe is. In fact, that's what all of Sheska's books books vibe is. So I'm excited to do more of these, but for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, EJ, then, as someone who didn't get to read it with your daughter, like, I mean, it seems like you liked it. I honestly, even though I thought it was funny, I still was bouncing off of it in terms of, like, am I going to just, like, read this all the time to my kid? Not really. Like, I don't see this being, like, a top shelf, you know, leave this one on the end table because we're grabbing it all the time kind of book. It, It felt like something that would be funny to read at the library, but, like, I don't know... It didn't have any sort of retain quality, like what, or a reason I would pick it back up. Yeah, I think that I think that if you have this book on your shelf, I think it would be important to have all of his books in a way. Like, uh-huh. I think if you're going to keep this book around, it's not one that I would keep alone like Stinky Cheese Man. It's not like the PS du Resistance, you know. It's <laughs> it's definitely one that is just more for like doing the goofy voices and stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like if you're like a John Sheska collector, I, you know, I think sure. this is one I would pull off the shelf. Um, it's not I, for me. I, I when, as I was reading it, I was like, oh, this is really funny. Um, I think that it's really uh, I think it's pretty smart in the way that it introduces those themes of friendship. I think that that's great because it's because, like I said, the biggest point it makes at the very end of the book is. You don't have to agree with your friends. Right. Like you don't have to to still be friends with somebody. And right. being honest with your friends is 12 times more important than making sure your friend feels good, right? Like yep. being being a friend that is there and can can gently say, "Hey, I don't actually like the look of what you've got going on right, right. now." Right. Because you don't want your friend to feel embarrassed when they yes. go into you know, like they're saving you from embarrassment versus, you know, trying to empower you sometimes is 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 good. Like yeah. there, are, there are a lot of good themes like that in this book. Where um, I, I, also the introduction's great, where uh, they shake hands and shake hands and shake hands <laughs> and shake and hands. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Yeah. Um, well, and but, even uh, the the foreword of the book, which is normally like the author mm-hmm. says, like this is for my wife and my child. Right. The foreword of this book is. Uh, cowboy writes it for octopus and octopus writes it for this is for my friend octopus and this is for my friend cowboy so the book starts literally on like the production credits page or whatever um i feel like we should say like why we decided to read this book uh yeah i I was gonna ask you that like what what brought us to this book this one was uh so shout out to uh i don't know if he's a friend of the show he's a friend of of my life uh it's patrick leader of leader games a board game publisher uh Mm -hmm. he posted on twitter uh and this is like when ej went and i were starting this project and he said i'm the parent of two lovely children 
I manage a company that employs 13 people. I've done some complex things and read some complex things. I'm not ashamed to admit that this is one of my favorite books ever. Its target audience is probably five years old. <laughs> so there's a, like an undeniable charm that Patrick is getting at with this book. And, and maybe that's why it is a top shelfer uh, is because... Uh, I keep saying top shelfer as if that's some sort of term. It's not. It's a thing it's I'm not. just saying right now. Uh, uh, it's where but, you put the good alcohol. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> very appropriate for this podcast then, don't you think? Uh, so I, I just think that the, having that sort of injection of humor um, uh, into your parenting life is so... Mm fun uh especially when the topic is to be like your kind of your big takeaway of it ej is just like it, but it gets to be about friendship and something wholesome and good um yeah. i think that that's really um sort of relieving when it's this simple it doesn't yeah. it this book doesn't beat you over the head with the story like you would if your kid is of a specific age if your kid is five you probably would still have to talk to them about the takeaways of this book like they will sort of subconsciously understand that like these two people are friends, even though they're pretty different and they don't always agree with each other. But like you would also have to have that conversation. The book is not just like explaining. And so it was that the two things were quite different and needed to like, it's not, I, I mean, kind of going back to our lightning thief issue, right? It's not just like barraging you with the point. It's, it's letting you, explore infer. the point and right. infer it with the child itself it's, it is meant as an education tool not as right. a this is all you need to get the story across or whatever i do want to kind of change gears a little bit i want to mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about john okay. um because john is an interesting person like in terms of what his kind of goal has been or kind of i don't know what what would you call it like the thing the thing you've set out to do in life right, right. Right. John has uh, developed a program called Guys Read, and I haven't heard a whole lot about it. Okay. Uh, I read a little bit about it beforehand, but essentially uh, it's just a way to get young boys into reading, um, you know, in, in any way that <laughs> you really can. And so they, uh, you know, I, I like this quote here. It says, I think the best way to do it is give them things they like to read. Hmm. What we haven't done with boys is we really haven't really given them a broad range of reading in schools. What's seen as reading is so narrow, it's literary, realistic fiction. Whereas I think what he is trying to introduce is that you do a lot of reading on the daily basis. You do a lot of reading in terms of just reading comics and sure. reading sports pages, like introducing children and specifically in this case, young young boys to reading. Um, and I know you and me have had this problem because we're audiobook. We're right. just dirty, dirty, dirty Nasty audiobook audiobookers. Boys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but I think that growing up, if we had, I mean, if we had something like this where, um, you know, we were introduced to Guys Read, I mean, it was made whenever we were younger. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, it was not something I ever learned about. Yeah, but, I didn't know. Uh, enjoying reading, just finding things that you enjoyed reading, reading them and not feeling like you have to read great works of literature. Right. Um, and introducing you to the love that is those things. So I, right. I really like his kind of mission statement in life is to get more, you know, and in his case, it's young boys, but you know, I think it's for everybody. Sure. Um, just 
getting people to read in in any way that you can. Right. Read um, anything. Read any any stupid thing that you come across. Right. Just to just because to gain the information. Even if it's of entertaining. It. Right. Right. Yeah. Like that. I mean, we see it with Timmy Failure. Like Timmy Failure right. is a good example of a book that is just like it's it's meant to just be read and you're supposed to have fun. Like you don't have to read a book and not have fun. Like yeah. it doesn't make it any, you know, it doesn't make you any better <laughs> Yeah, that you I, can, that you've read catcher in the rye. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and the idea that like, I mean, what's hilarious about what you're talking about, EJ is a, a funny thing in step with you and I doing this podcast. Cause what's happened in my life is uh, this is my third podcast for people who I don't know if somehow you're just listening to this is the first thing from me I don't know I have three podcasts one of them is about a board game one of them is about video games and then you and I have this one about kids books yeah uh, and I have turned my life into a series of projects to ingest <laughs> media one time EJ you or our friend uh, in our book club said to me and then I, I think they said it and then you agreed with it which was they said, Matt, sometimes it seems like you're trying to speed run books. You're speed running the reading of books. And that that hit me of like, I'm, it's like I'm doing this. Like I've turned it into like a like a task of like right. things to, to check off rather than. And and that's that's coming from two different mindsets. One of them is like, if I don't make it a task, I won't do it. And that's why I, I, I that's the unfortunate side of it. But of course, making it a task also inherently makes it slightly less enjoyable. I guess the hope is that someday I can stop doing this podcast, but still keep just reading for fun all of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that would be true of all my other things. It's just like, it's okay to just One do One day you'll play video games for fun. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? It's it, We'll see if it's possible. Uh, but, but yeah, just that idea that like bettering yourself can be equal parts the intent of bettering yourself but also just the thoughtless act of doing <laughs> right? right yeah i think that people who are inherent readers i like uh, my daughter's mom for instance is a great example of somebody who just reads yeah. just be like in, my mom in is her, that way she, right, that, that's, that her, is her pastime is reading right and her preferred book is not like it's not something that you're going to see on a bestseller list right who cares like right. that they enjoy the books that they enjoy. They right. enjoy the stories about the things that they want to read about. Like right. in her case, it's these fantasy worlds with fairies and stuff. Who cares? Right. That's awesome. Like you're yeah. into it. You, you get your books read in a day and you enjoyed it. Like right. that's the big thing. Like they, they are enjoying their time that they have with the book. And that's where I think you and me both want to get to. And I think we're kind of like resetting the clock on ourselves a little bit by doing this podcast, because mm -hmm. I think you and me are similar because we're, Basically, the only two people, and and Chris a little bit too. Yeah, we're like the only audiobook listeners in our book club, right. where we show up with kind of a different perspective, anyways, mm -hmm. because we're having it read to us. You right. know, we're 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 somebody who you know, and we like good audio. I mean, there right. are good, good readers, readers out there, people yeah. who who do a really really good job. There are also some people who do just an okay job, and it right. might ruin the experience for right. us. But overall, like we have a different experience. But this podcast is really for you and me to kind of like go back to how do we how do we approach reading in a way that's entertaining for us yep. because it hasn't been ever in our right. lives. Like it's yeah. not our source of entertainment. You and me are both video games. I'm more of a sports nerd, but right. like you and me both grew up with video. Like I spent more time in my room playing video games than I ever have reading. any amount of time reading a book. So for sure, yeah. 
So I think that the, you know, this project, if you want to put it that, you know, like this project is really about you and me just being like, what is enjoyable for us to yeah. read? You know, we're reading stuff now that we almost wish we had read as exactly. a kid. Exactly. Right. Right, I and missed I out on all that, that stuff, and so the idea is like I need to a relearn how to read because every time I try to sit <laughs> down with a big adult book, I can't do it because my brain shuts off because I get yeah. bored, <laughs> and so I need the stinky cheese man to come along and whisk me away. <laughs> what if every chapter is the yeah. stinky cheese? Yeah, man? exactly. Um, so yeah, I I definitely agree with all of that. The the this initiative to just like. Mm-hmm. Just read um, whatever you want to read, and it's also you know encouraging. But the wanting to is the thing that we're people to, to learn. not be trapped into like ideas of what they're supposed to read, and especially because I mean, there's a certain sense that school does that, right? I mean, that schooling done right is just trying to introduce things to you, but sometimes you get the feeling of like we are supposed to read Huck Finn and Catcher in the Rye and Fahrenheit 451. Like there's there's this like checklist: The Great Gatsby must be read before eleventh grade. Some of those books suck. Yeah, and some of those <laughs> books suck, and it's okay to think they suck, and it's okay to prefer the the fairy novels or whatever because right. who cares? It's your life. Read the books you ding right. dang want to read. Like I don't know if you've ever read Fahrenheit 451, <laughs> but like I like look. I was in I was in Fahrenheit 451 an in-whack production of Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> so I weird. played the lead in that that play. Um, there's a play I just want you version to know. of that's there's so a play weird. version of it. I played Montag in oh that play, God. and it was uh, I mean I know a lot about it. Um, uh, that that material is not ingestible in yeah. play form or reading form. Like it's just. <laughs> it, like I think that the point that it makes uh-huh. is really great. I uh-huh, think that it makes sure. a really important, impactful point. Mm. Boy, howdy, is that book boring? <laughs> and and I might and I might be alone in that opinion. But for me, for yeah. E.J. Sanders, who has had to read that book um, uh-huh. and had to act in that production, there was no part of it that was entertained. I cannot yeah. imagine that the audience was entertained. Right. And I don't think that there was you know any fault of my own or any of the cast. I just don't think that it's a very good story. Uh-huh. And so I and that's but I do think that you can still make impactful points and I think that it can things can still be important without them necessarily even really being very good. Yeah, yeah. In this case, in this case, I don't think that applies to Sheska's book. I think that it is an entertaining way to introduce concepts of friendship yep. to children that are younger than 5. I would say Nora is probably the oldest I would read this book to. Mm. Um, Nora's five, and uh, that's my daughter. Um, and she, so, yeah. So, I, I mean, like, at she's at a, an age right now where she's starting to learn to read, like, starting to put sounds together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think once you kind of get past, like, Stinky Cheese Man is going to be funny for her one yeah. day. Like, she's going to read Stinky Cheese Man. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, because not a single soul on this planet thinks Stinky Cheese Man is bad. <laughs> Um, but you're banned from earth. If you don't like Stinky <laughs> cheese, man, Stinky cheese man rules, dude. In Nora's case. Yeah. I, I, you know, cowboy and octopus kind of like draws a line. It's like, this is, this is for this age group. And I really don't know if it's for anybody past that. Whereas stinky cheese man is going to be for everybody. So I'm excited to talk about those at a later date. Cause those are great. But, um, yeah. yeah. Um, cowboy and octopus. Good book. Yeah. 
Uh, what was your minutes. what was your favorite of the micro stories within? Um, I I really think that the hat story, the one, yeah. the, the dressing up, and, and or like the you know, oh, I got a new hat. Do you like my hat? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also got a new hat. Do you like my hat? No, it sucks. Like that's <laughs> that was the whole like that was the whole vignette. Yeah. And then they dropped the hats on the ground. They were like, oh, okay, I guess we just don't wear let's these. Let's just go. Like, on, well, let's go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah let's, yeah. let's go do something else. I think that was my favorite one, just because of how like. Um, honest i think it taught a really good lesson of honesty yeah and uh also I think that that's something we can glean also cowboy has a hat on underneath his hat so he's wearing yeah. two hats so that's yeah. pretty great cowboy's well. also great. just for that for that measure Cow- it's a cowboy it's is the, the better of the two characters <laughs> i don't know if let's I agree. rank hold no. on let's rank oh, okay, cowboy sure. and octopus mm-hmm. characters yeah, yeah let's rank them. my right, ranking on, says octopus a... is uh number one i'm gonna put octopus wow. number one because here's the thing is octopus is nothing but patient octopus is the one who also has the levity octopus is completely dry and when octopus's punchline hits oh it's there's nuance to it you know what i mean there's like nuance to octopus cowboy has just the swagger though <laughs> Like, think about Cowboy. <laughs> cowboy has so much confidence. Like, Cowboy is the guy who comes into the room and does not care what you think about Cowboy. I, I need everyone to go read this book. Again, it will take you three minutes and then come back and listen to this. I, I think these jokes that OEJ and I are doing land a lot harder when you recognize that we are basing this off of about 15 lines <laughs> of dialogue total. <laughs> Uh, but that's cool because you're right. It like both of us make a compelling case. Like Octopus really is a patient uh, friend and uh-huh. is a good friend, and Cowboy really is just somebody who needs a friend. You know, like that's kind of just the two characters. Like this really conf- overconfident, arrogant cowboy mm-hmm. that just makes beans and yep. and hangs out with loves an having a friend, loves being fun with their friend. It's uh, great. Is super supportive when their friend's Halloween costume is, is a tooth fairy, and he calls it very scary. <laughs> How do you not love that? Yeah. How do yeah. you not love that? That's yeah, man. This book, this book is great. Uh, we work next time. EJ, your idea, I think, tracks. We'll do like a super episode, and I think that's going to hold true. What you're listening to right now is episode six of a podcast that EJ and I are still learning how to do. Uh, and so, what we just learned today is next time we want to do like actual, like a ten-page children's book. Mm-hmm. We will. We, uh, we just do the whole author. We'll ju- we'll do the whole author's <laughs> yeah bibliography. Or some of Compare it. this to to you know Born on the Water, which first off has quite a bit more text, but also is like a whole discussion in itself. Yeah. Cowboy and Octopus is not a whole discussion in itself, and so no, yeah, really. I I I think it would be fun to do like a series of the someone else that has been recommended a- alongside. Sheska is John Klassen, who has a very distinctive art style in all of his books, and I believe they're very similar in this respect of, like, there's very little that happens, there's very little that is said, uh, but you still take on a meaning because of just how kind of evocative the books are or whatever. So that that might be one coming up as, like, a John Klassen series. I, I think that would be fun to do. Well, speaking of which, what are we doing next week? I don't know. We need to do another short one. We we keep saying we're going to do a couple short books back to back. Maybe next mm-hmm. week is some John Classen stuff. You want to do that? Yeah. You want to just go yeah. to the library and read a bunch of John Classen? Let's do uh, that. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to JDRB production meeting where we just <laughs> at the end of every episode discuss <laughs> what we're going to what do. we're going to be doing. Because if you I don't know this, I know notes. it sounds like a bit, but yeah. <laughs> 
I swear we take notes about like books we would like to read down the line, but all I've written down are like young adult stuff that's longer than I want to take on right now. Right. EJ and I are also in a book club where we read like adult books, and the one we're doing <laughs> right month, now, yeah. once uh, we're oh, reading a very big geez. book, and so I'm just yeah. like, I absolutely can't read any medium Easy. weight kids books while i'm trying to finish this huge book which is aurora by kim stanley uh robinson which i have not and even that's started for the yet. adult that's, that's for, for the adult, adult book club that's not in this show not for you children <laughs> not for you and not for your Actually, parents either might... nobody in this car listening to this right now gets to know about our thoughts on or, aurora by kim stanley robinson or i'll turn this car around i'll turn this car around <laughs> all right well i think that does it we did it. I think we'll I think we'll do some classing next week. Yeah. Classing and then maybe something chunkier. I want to do like a here's what I want to do after that. And it's funny that this is a whole genre. I want to do a mouse fantasy. Whether it's Tale of Despero or mm-hmm. Mouse Guard. Mouse Guard or yep. any of those things you suggested. Like, oh, don't say it. <laughs> don't say it, EJ. Or like or like a pseudo mouse fantasy, yeah. which is more of a rabbit fantasy. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Call like a, watership no, down. you can't do it to me. <laughs> I won't let you. I won't let yeah. you hurt me, EJ. 